This is episode 110 with Nicola Easterby. G'day legends and welcome to Your Life of Impact, where we connect with world-class athletes and coaches, health experts and enthusiasts, inspiring entrepreneurs and community leaders, all to teach you how to tap into your inner excellence. I'm your host, Brett Robbo, and I'm extremely grateful you're joining us today on your impactful journey. Travel, one of the most beautiful experiences I long for to fuel my soul and one of the reasons why my bank account ends up empty every year (laughs) as an investment, of course. You're about to hear from a travel blogger, the first real travel blogger that I've had on this podcast, actually. What is a travel blogger and how does that actually work? Well, that's the first question that I ask this beautifully connected soul, Nicola Easterby. I've been following Nicola on Instagram for a while and love her travel pics. I was reading some comments on her Instagram page one day from some beautiful pics she posted from some of her travels and people were saying, thank you for inspiring me. Thank you. You've made me want to travel again. Thank you. I've now booked a trip to this place. Thank you. When I saw this, I thought, boom, there it is, inspiration. She's inspiring people to get outside their comfort zones and create space to travel and explore the world and explore their own souls. That's what I see travel doing for so many people. And that's what we hear in this episode with Nicola. So when I had the opportunity to be connected to her and have her as a guest for you guys to learn from and be inspired by, I jumped at it. And I had a great chat with her and finished feeling, I was definitely feeling inspired to travel more and I'm hoping it'll trigger that inspiration for you too, especially when she opens up about her why and her big audacious visions. Nicola Easterby is a 24-year-old Aussie photographer and blogger behind the brand Polkadot Passport. Let me just read her about me section from her website. I took my first overseas trip to Cambodia at the age of 15 and ever since, my restless feet have not been able to stay in one place. After graduating high school, I was determined not to follow the conventional path that was marked out for me. Instead of diving into university or a dead-end nine-to-five job, I took my love for photography, travel and adventure and somehow managed to turn it into a full-time career. Over the past five years, I've been lucky enough to travel to 57 countries across five continents. Polkadot Passport now receives over 1 million hits a year, has amassed 280,000 followers on social media, won numerous awards and has been featured on the likes of Lonely Planet, Huffington Post and The Daily Mail. I started Polkadot Passport as a source of travel inspiration and information for adventurous souls by sharing unique bucket list experiences, destination guides, travel photography tips and endless adventures. 
Polka Dot Passport's simple goal is to inspire everyone to go out and explore this beautiful world we live in. I'm living proof that you don't have to have a full-time career under your belt or an overflowing bank account in order to explore the world. A life of adventure is possible for anyone who is willing to chase after it. (sighs) Love it. Looking forward to hearing from her. Before we hear from Nicola, I'm going to read a really quick iTunes review. And this one says, Awesome first listen, and now I'm on board. That's from Gillow Jr. Boom, that's it. That's all it takes to give a short podcast review, a five-star rating and review. Thanks, Gillow. You're an absolute legend. And welcome aboard. For every one of you listening who is on board, and haven't yet given the rating and review, it'd be awesome if you could. It can be a simple and quick one like what Gillow has given us, or you can pour your heart and mind out. It's completely up to you. It truly does help the podcast to rank in iTunes, which means more listeners, which means more likelihood to continue getting empowering and impactful guests onto the show for you to learn from and be inspired by. So... For all of you Apple users out there, all you need to do is jump onto your Apple podcast player or app or iTunes on your computer and go to the section of ratings and reviews and go for gold. I dare you. (laughs) No, actually, I thank you. Also, just a quick mention, don't forget we have the new Gut Health and Gut Brain Connection online program available for you to learn how to optimize these extremely important areas of your health and well-being. You can find out all the info and claim your spot at yourlifeofimpact.com forward slash gut health, which is also linked up in the show notes to this episode. Okay. Now let's hear from the legend herself, the polka dot passport, Nicola Easterby. What does it actually mean to be a travel blogger? (laughs) That is a good question. It is a rather (laughs) elusive industry. I guess for me, travel blogging means I'm lucky enough to get to explore the world and call it my career which is very cool. So basically I work with different tourism boards and hotel chains and different brands. And basically the point is, I guess, just showing off different travel experiences, different destinations. And yeah, I think the kind of the aim behind it all is to inspire other people to take adventures, to explore the world, to explore different destinations. And I do that through writing articles on my blog and through posting photos on Instagram and videos on YouTube. How did you get into it? How did you become a travel blogger? So, this goes back about five years ago. I took my first solo trip to Europe. And, you know, I'd always loved the idea of traveling and I'd also always really loved photography. So when I took this trip, I was just taking all my kind of holiday happy snaps and I went on a tour with a tour company and I was posting my photos on social media. This is before Instagram was a big thing, but I was just posting them for fun. And I had the tour company approach me and ask if they could use some of their fo- of my photos in their brochure, which came as a big shock to me because I thought I was just taking these holiday happy snaps and not that they were going to be used for anything. And basically that kind of started an ongoing relationship that led to them 
paying me to go places to take photos for their brochures. So kind of what I had always dreamed of doing, which was traveling and taking photos, became my reality. And during this time, I decided I wanted to start a travel blog. So I also did a six-month mission trip with an organization called YWAM, which is Youth with a Mission. And so basically we did a few months training and then we did three months of traveling around to six different destinations volunteering with different organizations. And it was just such an amazing experience where I fell in love with travel even more and kind of saw that there could be another side to traveling that was a little bit deeper than just taking the pretty photos. So that was actually around the time I started my travel blog initially to document those travels. And then when I was starting to get this work with a tour company, I was getting to travel more and more. So I started an Instagram uh, to post up my photos And it was just one of those things that started out for fun and kind of snowballed after that. How do your parents feel about it? I imagine it would have been hard for them to grasp that this type of living is actually even feasible, given it's kind of a new age line of a career, so to say. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely took them a while to come around, but I must say like my parents have been really, really supportive. And, you know, obviously they just have always wanted the best for me. But I think once they realized that I could make a career out of it and that I really loved it, they have been, yeah, 100% backing me and supporting me which has been amazing. I think just selfishly, they wish I wasn't traveling as much so that I could see them more. But other than that, I think they're pretty supportive. (laughs) Now, before we dive in deeper, I just want to say, Nicola, welcome to Your Life of Impact. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. We were talking off air and I believe this is your first podcast. It is. Yes. Exciting. (laughs) I do love it when it's people's first podcast on here. So, welcome. (laughs) Thank you. We've been connected by a good friend of mine who actually helps us with some social media marketing and some online stuff and that's Kelly Schwantz and her and her legend of a fiance Sam they're both travelers too so I'm super grateful to be connected into the travel blogging world in this way yes so awesome thank you to Kelly for connecting us (laughs) and you were just saying before that it was one of your first events that you went to where you met Kelly around um, travel blogging yeah so This was again when I started, I think it was the first time I realized that maybe I could make this travel blog into something a little bit more. I went to an event in Sydney that Kel was running for travel bloggers, just connecting people together. And so I was meeting other people who were actually doing this and making money from it. And I was like, oh, sounds like a pretty cool industry. Maybe maybe I can try this out. (laughs) And that's the power of events, right? And I think for everyone listening, regardless of what industry you're in or want to get in, events are amazing ways to connect with people. So yes, there's all the information that you'll receive there, but the power of networking and which can tap into your inner inspiration to make you want to go forth with something, there's, there's nothing that beats that the power of the networking at events. Absolutely. And I think the human connection side of things is so important and sometimes something we miss because there's a lot of emphasis these days on online communities and, you know, connecting people via social media, which is great. But once you make those face-to-face connections, they're the ones that actually last and which can end up being hugely beneficial in the future. And you never even know how that's kind of going to come to pass either. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny you mentioned human connection. It's just this resonating message 
that comes through with a lot of guests from so many different industries and areas of life and I want to tap into that with you a little bit later but just want to say my gorgeous fiance and I we love traveling and we'll always be global explorers and I feel like there's no matched experience to discovering history and culture and that feeling of kind of that feeling of freedom and the space that you create in your life and there's two things I'd love to hear from you does that space still get created in your life when travel is kind of like your job and if yes do you get those super creative juices flowing when you have that feeling because I know many great businesses charities and positive life changes have come from people creating that space in their lives yeah absolutely I think you know I got into this industry because my love for travel was so great and just the way that it expanded my mind it got me out of my comfort zone. It, it, like it, it's cliche, but it, travel really does change you in so many ways and has so many positive impacts. Now that I've been traveling for the past five years and a lot of that has been for work, I do have to battle to remember that and remember just the incredible benefits that it has brought me and how blessed I am to, to do that and call it work. Obviously, with any job, that there's the difficult side of it and work is work at the end of the day. So I guess sometimes I battle with the fact that, you know, I feel like I should be on this traveling high the whole time I'm away, but the reality is it's still hard work and I'm still thinking and thinking about the articles I have to write and the photos I have to take. And it's not, it's not quite the same travel experience, but I'm now learning to also take trips for myself. And so I did that recently. I took some trips that weren't based around any working with any client or anything like that. There was no expectations, no deliverables. And I really started to feel that space as you talk about again. And it was such a reminder of why I love traveling and just, yeah, that that feeling that you really, like it's hard to get that feeling in any other sort of sphere of life. And you mentioned there before about expectations and deliverables. What, for those who are listening that don't really, might still not be understanding what it is, what's kind of a, a, a trip entail for you? Who are the clients that might reach out to say they want you involved and to pay you to to do these trips? Yes, I work with quite a range of clients. Sometimes that will be a tourism board. So they'll invite me to their destination specifically to promote that destination. And that would look like going there, taking photos to post to my Instagram, posting videos and photos on Instagram stories and writing blog articles and maybe creating a video for YouTube. So Basically, it's really nice because I get free reign with my content to produce it how I how I see the destination and, you know, the the aspects that interest me. But at the same time, yeah, get to work with these different brands. And then sometimes it will be an airline or a tour company. Yeah, so it's quite can be quite varied, but it's always, yeah, just that content creation side of showcasing a destination or a certain element of a destination. And you mentioned there some of the challenges around feeling like that it's not the same as when you do the personal travel and it all does sound and looks amazingly glamorous, but what are some (laughs) of the other major challenges that you face personally to maintain this lifestyle? Yeah, I think the 
biggest challenge that I have faced over the years was not having a sense of home or not having a base. For a while, like I lived out of a suitcase for a year. And then before that, I was just always coming and going. And I really struggled with not having a strong sense of community around and that kind of sense of grounding. And I think it's it's very idolized, this kind of digital nomad life of jumping from country to country and place to place. And I think as much as I did thrive off that for a while, I truly believe that we all desire a sense of home. And I got to the point in my travels where I realized that's what I needed to stabilize me and to bring a little bit more grounding into my life because I was starting to forget why I was traveling and what, what was actually important and I wasn't getting to see my family and friends. So that's been something recent. About a year and a half ago, I made the decision to settle down in Auckland and actually rent a place and have a community and travel less. And that's made me really appreciate traveling a lot more because I know I have that stability to come back to. And I think that's, yeah, made a massive impact in my life. Why Auckland? (laughs) Now, that's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Out of all the destinations. (laughs) So originally I'm from Brisbane and yeah, grew up there with my parents. And then five years ago, my dad got a job across in Auckland. And so my family moved over and I was at an interesting stage of life where I didn't really know what I was doing or where I was going. It was just at the beginning of my kind of traveling stage. And so I decided I would move with my parents just so I could kind of have their place as a home base and save up some money. And I hated it at first. I just (laughs) absolutely was like, why am I living here? But in time, I found an amazing community and just amazing group of people and started to fall in love with the lifestyle here. It's very outdoorsy and adventurous. And I mean, it's amazing that even though I can travel all over the world, I come back to New Zealand and still think it is one of the most stunning, incredible, wonderful countries that there is. So, yeah, I love it here. Uh, New Zealand has so much to offer. It is beautiful, the north and south, both for, for different reasons. And that that human connection and that community aspect, I fully understand that. And there's a lot more studies these days around the importance of that for people's longevity, aging gracefully, mental health, everything. So I can fully resonate with you in that regard. But I assume on your travels that you've had some interesting human connections and mingled with some interesting communities and I saw recently that you're in Cuba and saw the awesome blog you did on that what's what's a, some experiences that come to mind that just that it's a story you'll always tell that kind of baffled you in the moment or you know that will spin people out that might not travel so much in regards to other humans <laughs> Oh, goodness. So, so many different stories. And I think that's the beauty of traveling is you just, you get to meet people that you would never interact with. Otherwise, I think just one story that comes to mind, it was just a moment that touched me so much. And this was back when I was doing that mission trip with YWAM. And one of the destinations we were visiting was Budapest in Hungary. And we were just helping out with a organization there who basically just handed out sandwiches to homeless people so it was very very simple and so we're going around and the homeless people like they spoke a little bit of English but not too much so you know you're just kind of communicating with the ways you can and I sat with this lady for 
a long time and just we communicated in broken English and gave her a sandwich. And I remember as I was leaving and she just reaches around her neck and grabs the necklace off her neck and she puts it in my hand. And I was like, no, no, I can't accept this. But she insisted that I, that I accepted this necklace that she had. And it was just one of those moments where I was like, my goodness, you know, this woman here has so, so little yet just because of this, say half an hour that we've had together of connection that she, she feels like she will give me one of her very few possessions. It like has honestly just stuck with me and been such a reminder of just how incredible humans can be in all different walks of life. That's beautiful. I'm interested to, I'm going to check it out and link it in that youth with a mission. Is that something that anyone can do? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a worldwide organization and they have bases, yeah, all over the world that you can go and do. Um, So what I did, it was called a discipleship training school. And yeah, it was very, very (laughs) life-changing. Brilliant. That's what the beauty of traveling, like you said before, getting outside your comfort zone. Actually, I'd love to just share a little travel story with you that just popped up into my mind as you were saying that. In 2016, my gorgeous fiance and I, we traveled through South America after the Rio Paralympics when I was over there for work. And we had done, we, we loved the blue zones and the idea of these pockets around the world where people live well into their hundreds and they don't have any disease. And we thought, while we're in South America, One of the blue zones is in Nicoya in Costa Rica. So let's do Costa Rica. We were going to Panama to stay at Toby's Estate Coffee Farm for a while. And we thought we'll hire a car, we'll drive across the border, check out Nicoya, stay in Costa Rica for a few days. Anyway, we hired the car and we're in Panama for a couple of days. And then we couldn't cross the border. You can't actually drive a car from Panama into Costa Rica. We found out. And we called the hire car company to, to confirm with them. And they said, no, 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 don't, don't cross the border. They'll take the vehicle off you. I sense that there's a little bit of something going on between Costa Rica and Panama here. So we decided we'd go for a little bit of a drive. And we found ourselves looking for directions for these uh, waterfalls. And we pulled in and this guy approached us. And Anyway, five days later, we ended up leaving his resort of where we pulled him for directions. We literally pulled in there to get directions for one minute and five days later, we left. I think I'm the biggest instigator of why we stayed because this guy was 76 years old, fit as a fiddle and looked super healthy and was the most intriguing, like interesting human I've come across. Some of his stories, they were, they were scary but it was more around the fact, like I said to the girls, hey, I feel like we found the blue zone. Here's, his name was Frank. Here's Frankie. And so I spent time with him. I did training sessions with him. I made him show me all of his natural supplements that he takes and why. He had us over for dinner. He, we, you know, we picked his fruit, everything like that. So it was really humbling experience. No, not humbling, freaking exciting experience for me to be around someone. It was like we found this blue zone that we didn't even know existed. But anyway, the story's got a little bit deeper and turns out Frankie was actually a grave robber back in the day and that's why his house had some very amazing Mayan uh, ruins and things from graves because he was actually a grave robber. And yeah, he got himself into a fair bit of trouble over the years and he actually... 
you know, he was deported from the US, hence why he was hiding out in Panama. <laughs> well, he wasn't really hiding out. He had a business there with this resort. But even the story, and he showed us in the, the National Geographic magazine, this international, global, massive magazine, there was a story on Frankie in there about him being in trouble and being deported for robbing graves and these these artifacts that he had that were worth a hell of a lot and were very, very, uh, what would you say? Spooky's not the right word, but they had a lot of history and culture involved with them. And here we were sitting in his lounge room, which was kind of set up like a museum while he's telling us about that, quite openly that he was deported and, and did all those things. But he was actually telling us he used to get paid by the locals at these temples to go in and, and take the stuff. And I'm sure there's a lot more to the story than that. But but yeah, just talk about meeting interesting people. And on top of all that interest, his resort where we were, which was beautiful, there's just five villas out in the jungle in the middle of nowhere, right on the river. Turns out it was actually an old sacred, not just burial ground, but massacre ground from back in the day. So we felt it. And my sister was with me at the time. She'd been traveling around South America and met up with us. And She's very, very spiritual and she felt it from from that first point. So when we found that out, she was like, I knew it. I knew that we weren't the only ones here. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, how incredible. (laughs) Now, going back to social media, because like we said before, this is kind of a new age type of job and career that people can have. And just to sort of dive a bit deeper, you've got over... 240,000 Instagram followers. Now, for a lot of my listeners, that might not mean much to them and they might not fully understand the significance because, you know, I've got a real mix of age groups and communities who listen to this, but there's also a huge number who will understand more about this space. Actually, for everyone listening who doesn't rely on social media for business or entrepreneurship, I'm sure you've got kids or nieces or nephews or no younger generations who are right into it. So they'll, they'll get a bit out of this. And actually, before I ask, by the way, you obviously do a bloody good job at this, Nicola, because I read an article titled 20 Successful Women to Follow on Instagram and you were in there alongside <laughs> actresses, comedians, best-selling authors, supermodels with millions of followers. Actually, even Ariana Huffington, who I think is a brilliant global impactor, she was in there and you were up there. It wasn't well. just, <laughs> it wasn't just people posting selfies and having heaps of followers or anything like that. Although Victoria Beckham was in there. She made the list with a lousy 24 million followers. Oh, yeah, not that, not that impressive. <laughs> But well done. Like that's, that's some credit right there to be listed in something like that. But just to kind of explain to us, how does the social media world work for you? So social media, it is, it is an interesting thing. And I mean, I, I got it in at a time where it was just starting to grow. So this was the beginning of the Instagram boom where, you know, brands were finally starting to take notice and more and more people were engaged with the platform but basically this has become my main platform and my main source of work more or less. So from the beginning, I just kind of made a commitment that I was going to post high quality travel photos as much as possible. And this, it naturally just grew from there that I guess 
someone out there liked my content and decided to follow me and then more people did and definitely never ended up you know expected to end up with such a number but very yeah feel very blessed and grateful for my followers and yeah basically now I get to use the platform to share these travels with my audience and I love the interaction I get to have with my audience where they can give me feedback or they can tell me oh wow I I went to that place because I saw you took a photo there and I think for me when I get those sort of comments and messages it means so much to me because it shows that it's not just not just posting a photo because it's pretty but maybe that will actually have an impact on getting somewhere to explore a place that they might have not explored otherwise and found different parts of themselves and like I said before travel is life-changing so if you can initiate that inspiration and trigger that within people that's that's pretty powerful really absolutely yeah and your pictures are amazing i'm going to link up your instagram in the show (laughs) notes so everyone can check it out because they really are it does i love traveling anyway and i always want to travel but looking at your pictures it's like all right get me out of here I'm all (laughs) (laughs) thank you that means a lot (laughs) (laughs) and in terms of social medias sorry in social media i I don't look at numbers of followers to see if I like a page or like the content, but I understand how it creates credibility. But for me in the work that I do as a coach, my credibility has to come from the individual's results. So working with people, allowing them to have more results. If I have more followers, it will be amazing to have more listeners on the podcast, which is one of my goals. But for my profession as a coach, it's it's really a results-driven industry. But Nicola, I get stressed about it sometimes. <laughs> Social media is mm-hmm. not my jam. Does it, does it stress you out with these you know, these one to be watched type claims and having a huge following and the expectations of people who are funding this lifestyle? Yeah, absolutely. I think especially these days, social media has become a pressure cooker and just everyone is sort of trying to, you know, claw their way to the top and there's a lot of competitiveness and this drive for likes and follows and, you know, all the rest of it. I think it's something I've had to learn to really disconnect from on a personal level. So, you know, at first I I felt because I am so much a part of my brand, a lot of the images I take, I'm in the images. And so I've kind of created this brand around myself, but I, I felt like, you know, my success on Instagram was directly linked to my success as a person. And I think I've had to learn to separate that out and not to become over-invested in it because I think you can get down a slippery slope because at the end of the day, you're never going to have enough followers. You're never going to have enough likes, even if, you know, you you have 20, however many Victoria Beckham has, you know, 24 million <laughs> followers. You're still always going to want more. And I think it can become quite a, a fruitless race to the top. So you really have to focus on just fostering the community you ha- you do have and just I had to learn to post the content that I want to post as well so that I could keep enjoying it and keep using it as a creative outlet rather than just panicking and being like, oh, I just have to please everyone all the time because you're never going to please everyone. That's not the point. <laughs> and I think that's good advice because the day and the age that we are growing up in now and going through and for younger generations, it's kind of an expectation for them to be fully indulged in the social media world and I always say like with anything there's pros and cons there's positives and negatives so the more that 
people can be exposed to the positives and follow things that are inspiring and not get caught up in all the crap. So as a follower, there's a real, you know, there's a, a way to enjoy it more and get the positives out of it. And then as a giver like yourself and as an influencer, knowing what it is that you're trying to achieve, which I sense for you is more of a purpose rather than and a community rather than just numbers. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, even I've, I've had to go through and do a cull of who I follow on Instagram because I realize, yeah, sometimes we do look at things and they don't bring us positivity. And what's the point of feeding ourselves for something that's not building us up? And so I think that is a really important point that you've made is just to know that you have control over who you follow and you want to be following the people who are promoting positive messages and making you feel good. And that's something that I'm continuously reminding myself as a content creator is is this going to be beneficial to people is this going to uplift people or is it going to you know do the opposite great mindset to have (laughs) now with all this time traveling you must listen to a lot of podcasts or audio books or read a lot what's (laughs) some of your go-to listens and reads for inspiration in your life and what's your style? Like, do you like philosophy, human behavior, business and entrepreneurship? Do you follow and listen to a lot of other travel ones? I'm a big sucker for business entrepreneur podcasts mm. and books. So at the moment, I'm reading a really good book called Start With Why. I think it's called Start With Why. Is that Simon By, Sinek? Yeah, Simon Sinek, which is really, really cool for just reminding me about why I'm doing what I'm doing and kind of just thinking about the purpose behind everything. And then I also listen to some more practical podcasts like Smart Passive Income with Pat Flynn. Flynn. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, there's quite a range. I can't think of them all now. (laughs) (laughs) I like to pick people's brains because it's a a rabbit hole that we should all want to enjoy in terms of podcasts, audio books and reading. And I just know that when I travel I have although I was going to say I have more time to do it but I do listen to a hell of a lot of podcasts in my normal life (laughs) yeah I can imagine (laughs) cool we'll all link those ones up but let's start with why that links back to what you were saying before around understanding well literally what that book's about understanding your why and your purpose behind what you do and in terms mm-hmm. of the social media followings as well. Absolutely, yeah. So you listen to these kind of podcasts and you're inspired and an inspirer and an influencer. What's your big visions and audacious goals, Nicola? <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I think for me, I've been feeling for quite a while as much as I do love what I'm doing and I feel so blessed with the opportunities I've had through being a travel blogger. I do want to expand past just the platform and past just posting photos of my own experiences. So what I'm really passionate about is empowering other people and helping other people to kind of achieve their goals because I feel like I have had so many incredible opportunities to pursue dreams that I never thought were possible to achieve. So I... This has kind of started off, I ran a few photography tours in the past year and I loved just being able to share my photography skills with other people and chat to them about their goals with their own photography and yeah, just really get to help out and kind of empower other people with what they're doing. And so now I really want to take that to the next level. So my focus for the year 
basically my dream is to start a retreat that is focused around giving people practical skills. So that could be in starting a travel blog, in travel photography, video, that sort of thing, but really pairing it with a holistic way of living and just showing people the importance of community and looking after their mind, body and spirit. So I would love to just have a place where particularly I'm passionate about empowering women. So young women who maybe don't exactly know what direction they want to head with their life or feel like they need a new direction to head that they can come to this space of creativity and inspiration and support and just get away from everyday life and just kind of be reinvigorated and re-inspired to move forward with their dreams. So yeah. Sounds beautiful. You really have thought about your big audacious goals. I love it. And that links back to what you were saying once again of understanding your purpose and your why and just goes to show why you're in that list of uh, the people to follow on Instagram because they obviously (laughs) sense that you're not just get in it for followers too. (laughs) (laughs) Now, there's a few questions I ask all my guests and Nicola, I would love to hear from you. What does your personal self-care look like to keep you physically, mentally and emotionally intact for your abundant life? So I feel like I live quite a life of contrast because when I'm traveling, it is quite difficult to do things such as like regular exercise or controlling my diet in certain ways or, you know, these different things. When I come home, I try to kind of balance that out. So for me, I really love exercising and find that it brings me a lot of clarity and makes me feel really, really healthy. So I'll go to the gym a lot, do yoga. I love going on hikes and just being able to leave my phone at home and disconnect. So really trying to get out in nature. And I definitely unwind the best when I'm with other people. So lots like to go on lots of adventures with my friends and then yeah really passionate about cooking and eating healthy so whenever I'm home I just love being in the kitchen and I find it very therapeutic cooking so yeah are you a meditator or a journaler yes so I have started a habit when I'm home I don't for the first hour of my day I don't look at my phone I'm wondering on my laptop and I'll just spend time journaling and reading my bible and just reflecting and yeah find that's very centering and then I try to do the same thing at night time before I go to bed of just like reading a book and just having kind of calm time without looking at my screen. And I feel like that has definitely been very helpful. Brilliant. Very good focused and centering method to to bring you back to the moment, your moment. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What do you wish people would ask you more often? Hmm. That is a good question. (laughs) I think uh, I wish People asked more than just what I do. So I guess a lot of the time when I meet people and they might already know me from my Instagram for traveling, the sole focus is always, oh, so where have you been traveling? Where are you going next? How does your job work? And everything's kind of centered around that. So I guess I, I would love to have more conversations that went a little bit deeper than that and talked about things outside of just the 
just what I do. But I guess, yeah, it's nice. Like I like having conversations about who we are as people and the deeper meanings behind life. And yeah, I love those sort of conversations with people. I will ensure that anyone who's listening, if you bump into (laughs) Nicola, make sure you go deep. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) I'm all for it. So what do you believe then is good action for people to take to be more impactful in their lives and in their communities, making more of an impact? I think there's a lot of really simple things we can do to make an impact. And often we think to, you know, to make an impact in this world, that it's going to be this big dramatic thing that we do in this do in our future, this one big thing that's going to change the world. And something that I've really had to remind myself and reflect a lot upon is that the small actions we do every day can have an impact. And that can be the things that we do within our communities or outside of our communities. I think the human connection, as we've been talking about so much, is the most powerful impact we can have. So whether that is simply calling up someone and inviting them over for dinner and just having a night where you just sit and chat or whether that's volunteering and, you know, handing out some food and making some connections that way. I think that the more we can focus on other people and having those connections, then the the more positive our lives become. Because as soon as we start just becoming very internal and focus on ourselves and our own achievements, that's when we can get into a spiral very easily. Compassion, empathy, and marginal gains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, two-part question here. Where can we learn more about you? So what is your beautiful Instagram tag and the websites, etc.? And then how can I and the listeners help you on your journey? So you can find me on Instagram at polka.passport. And the same for my travel blog. It's www.poker.passport.com. And genuinely, I just, I love connecting with people over these platforms. So I would love just for people to drop by and say hello. And I think like I love building an authentic community that's not just people commenting on each other's photos because they want comments on their photos, but just that more yeah, the genuine interactions. Love it. And I'll link all that up in the show notes too for the Polka Dot Passport Instagram and website. Nicola, one of my top core values is giving and I give all my guests a gift for giving their time and value on the podcast. And today to thank you for your time and value, the gift I'm giving you is our mental strength training online program. So we've had some other travelers do this and their feedback of learning the abundance of skills from anywhere in the world was awesome. So there's a lot of stuff on emotional intelligence, mindset training, stress strategies, and essentially optimizing many key areas of life. So hearing you talk there before about your visions of empowering women and your retreats that you're going to have for the creativity and the inspiration and support I feel like this could go hand in hand with all that oh thank you so much that's like sounds exactly what I need right now so (laughs) very excited to talk into that I'm I'm looking forward to getting your feedback from it as you go through it too yeah absolutely before I let you go is there anything else that you'd like to say to the listeners or is there anything you would like to ask me I guess I would just love to sort of re-emphasize the message that, you know, I've kind of founded my travel blog on and the way I live my life, which is to really 
to take risks, to get out of your comfort zone and to pursue what you love to do. I'm so lucky to have found success in the industry that I'm in, but that has all been just because I followed my passion. I followed what I've truly loved and I've been able to see the results from that. So I just really encourage whatever it is that you love to do, even if it's not about making it your career, just pursue those things and make time for them because I think like that's just so important to actually listen to the passions that are deep inside of us. Nicola, you're a legend. You're a humble example of living your dreams and creating your own destiny. Keep shining your abundantly bright polka dot light to the world. (laughs) Thank you so much. It really has been an honor and a lot of fun coming on here. And I'm stoked that this could be my numero uno podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There it is, legends. Take risks and get outside your comfort zones. Be sure to follow Nicola on Instagram at Passport, and check her out and her blog on her website for more inspiration at polkadotpassport.com. I've linked those up in the show notes for you to just click on the hyperlink. Enjoy the empowering ride and as always, remember, this is your life journey, your life of impact.